Hey! Hi! Welcome! Watch Freaks. We're back. We are back. Another episode of The Trading Desk with me, Joshua Thanos, and my good friend, Jason, Jason Main. How's that? Is this like episode 65 or 75? Or <sighs> yeah, was? we're about done with these. No, but yeah, so it's, uh, it is, we're, we're deep in it, and uh, today's an exciting day for us because we get to talk about what everyone else has been talking about. Or ad nauseum. Lack there of talking about. Yeah, maybe. I guess. All right. We'll so, stick around for the show and we'll see. Yeah, man. So, Jason, I know you had a uh, you had to run solo last week. Sorry for abandoning you. Little uh, palm trees were calling. Yeah. No, it was it was okay. Yeah. Maybe uh, the shortest show. Yeah, it was like existed on eighteen this channel. minutes. Like eighteen minutes. There you go. I was looking for some feedback from the chat. Wasn't getting any love. Nice. Pulled the ripcord. You know. Gotcha. Well, I didn't watch it, so don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, it was. It's been an interesting week, and uh, we're gonna get right into it. So yeah, let's, let's do. do let's stick to to the script in one sense, and let's do some wrist shots. J Bone, Go what do you got it. on the wrist there? You guys know what that is? For the podcast crew, that's the uh, Rolex ceramic non-date one one four zero six zero. Now discontinued. Watch now, right, not, Jason? Not not quite. <laughs> um, with all of its uh, beautiful wear marks and scratches, I love this thing. Uh, Non-date, just cleaner dial. Um, you know, certainly a good everyday type of watch. And again, I've said it before, if you're only gonna own one Rolex, it's gotta be a sub. I think it's uh, certainly iconic. So, Josh needs one, I think. Yeah, yeah, I need to add another Rolex to the collection. So, uh, my watch worth well more than Jason's watch. <laughs> Fighting words so, right there. Yeah, with all the hype of Rolex and Paddock and, and buying watches uh, speculatively to sell them over lists and all that, I decided this week I was going to wear probably my least valuable in terms of dollars uh, watch, and that's my Bell & Ross BR123. This is – I think this is the vintage version. I don't know, man. I barely wear this thing, but I realized that the reason why it's in my watch, watch box is because it is – it's a great watch. Highly visible, highly legible. I have it on a, like a Zulu strap. And uh, it's awesome. It's like worth I don't know, thousand bucks maybe. And uh, I really like it. So there you go, forty-three millimeters. Yeah. It's got a it's got a date uh, three-hander with a date, and uh, it has what looks like a turning bezel, but it's, it doesn't move. Still love it. It's a clean watch. Uh, I like you know we both like Bell and Ross, and I think uh, yeah, they, they offer good. Yeah, they offer a good bang for the buck. You, you don't have any Bell and Ross. You need to get the diver like I have. Yeah, not anymore. I've had three, two or three over the years, but just you know, but good watches. I always liked them. Actually, yeah. uh, we'll talk about a few. They released some stuff. Did they? Yeah, I didn't even notice. All right, cool, man. So uh, today's show, we're gonna skip this or that. Sorry, if you guys wanted to play along, you can just. Uh, Decide this or that between Jason and I, if you like, in the chat box. Yeah, you can do It's awkward. Um, it's a good thing there's not a poll for that because that would hurt your feelings. I don't know, Jay. I don't know. I think I think uh, some people like me, even though you don't. Some people like me. I don't, what's this fake fake news <laughs> that you're spewing over here? Yeah, wow. Well. So, uh, so today we want to talk about uh, the new releases, but not just what's been released, how it's going to affect the watch market because that's what we do we buy and sell watches for a living that's how we we pay for all these super fancy watches that we have right super fancy yeah so um let's start with what everyone wants to talk about it's the rolex so rolex had a uh a quite a few releases uh well that's actually not true so rolex came out the gate 
and what most people are saying kind of flopped. But I have a different view on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so quick rundown. The only truly new model uh, from scratch that they came out with was the uh, the 42 Yacht Master. So that's right. something that did not exist before. It's not like they did. They added a metal or changed the metal. Totally new model. So basically, this is the Oyster Flex Yacht Master in rose gold, just in white gold and a 42 millimeter. Um, interesting introduction. Uh We'll save my opinions and your opinions on that next. So the next one that they released, if you go to their website, you can check out all these watches if you want to right. follow along, is they made a two-tone 43-millimeter Sea Dweller. Also uh, for, interesting. For whom, I am not sure. Not but, for me. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody who wants to buy that watch, and I'm sure it'll be somewhat tough to get. I don't know what the allocations are going to be uh, in these for these watches, so we'll see if that if that's a watch that ever goes over the list. I have, if I have to make a guess, which we're going to save this till after we introduce all of them, uh, I would guess not. Um, so the 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 most important, I guess, release is going to be the new Batman, which the Jubilee Batman. Which, uh, by the way, if I was Batman, I don't think I'd wear this I watch would, out of Jubilee. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't say the most important. I would argue that the next one after this is the most important release. Which one's that? That watch right there, the Date Eight Thirty Six. So, so the new Date Eight Thirty Six with all the different dials. They have Fume dials. Uh, they have an array of different dials for the Date Eight Thirty Six. They also released the Date Just Thirty Six with the in steel, all steel, with the Oyster bracelet, which they didn't have before. Um, I think that is an important release. Yeah. Not for the market, but for people actually wearing the watch. I think that's something that they. It fills a weird lacking space that's been in the, right. in the I mean, lineup. The, so. That watch belongs on a on a Jubilee. Um, all right, so those are the those are the new watches. So uh, I would say, okay, first impressions, Jason, um, about the, these new releases. So, award, good or bad? Uh, lackluster, sure. I would say, uninspired. I've heard people say, okay, a um, little disappointing. I think that uh, everybody was expecting like hot fire, mm-hmm. and they really let a lot of you know. It, it's almost. A little phoned in, it feels like. Okay. And I feel like what they were trying to do was cool things down. Right. Instead, they just poured a whole heap of gas on the stuff that's already hot. Because now everybody's going to go after the stuff they already can't get. Because sure. So, I don't know. The Yachtmaster 42 is, is nice. I like it. I would, if the it watch was, itself, yeah. If it was steel, I'd, I'd probably be interested in, in putting one on my wrist to see if it fit what I would want. Sure. Um, you know, the size is definitely appropriate. In white gold, it's definitely... Uh, out of the question for me because if I was going to buy a you know a white gold watch, we'll talk about that later. But it wouldn't be, wouldn't be this. this so this twenty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, for I mean, that watch. It's, it's. You think that makes sense? Aspirational, to begin. I mean, it's it's. Well, so rose gold that watch is what a twenty four thousand retail yeah. and forty. So now forty two twenty seven thousand dollars. So what's interesting is what it's is it uh, I believe for a for the white gold uh, Daytona. Which is a complication on a bracelet. You're paying low thirties. I think it was a thirty-two, thirty-four thousand right. retail. Could be less. Thirty-one. I know yellow gold is about thirty-one. So, um, so just for a few thousand dollars more, you get a full gold bracelet. Which, if you were to buy that separately, is going to cost you ten grand. Right. So, uh, value play strange. So, the my my uh, assessment of what Rolex did here is that they're kind of clearing things out. They're priming. For next year and then a year after that. I think that if I have to guess, because um, I'm not in the meetings, they are a little bit uncomfortable with uh, the demand on their on their brand. They're not, you know, they're a nonprofit, which whatever, whatever that means, but they're not looking to grow exponentially every year. They're trying to 
uh, grow at a certain amount, right? So this is a couple years ago, like two years ago, this became more prevalent when you realize that normally they slow down uh, distribution towards the end of the year. Like November. Like, the, yeah. like November, yeah. right? Uh, and then like- It happened in October. Right, and then November, and that then was two went, years ago. Went Last year was like years. September. Yeah. So um, demand is just insane. For, for Rolex across the board, and you're seeing you know, watches selling for more than they ever have, wait lists that are untenable, and you have, um, it puts a lot of pressure on the dealer network. And I think that while some people might look at it like, oh, wow, Rolex is doing great, from their brand perspective, I mean, listen, first of all, if you want a Rolex, you can get a Rolex from a retailer. If you want a Rolex, the ones you can't get, stainless steel sport watches for across the board. So it's not like you can... You can get a Ladies' Date Just. You can get yeah. a Gold Samariner. You can get a, a well, Gold GMT has now been discontinued, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, so it's not like you can't get a Rolex. You just can't get the Rolexes the Rolex. that people right. are chasing, which are all happen to be stainless steel. So uh, I think there, there'll have to be a tipping point eventually, and I think Rolex is possibly conscious of this. So what this tells me is that, because they could have released a uh, Oyster Coke GMT. Would have been insane. They could have released the uh, uh, an Oyster Flex Submariner, which I think right. would have been in steel, which would have been very well received. Um, I think there there are so many. I mean, New Mill Gauss would have been a watch that would have been really really hot. There's a lot of watches that they could have released that would have just increased demand across the board from speculators and others and right. people who actually want to wa- wear the watch. They didn't do that, and I think that everybody outside from looking at, looking at it from you know, a buyer's perspective or somebody who's who is looking forward to Rolex releasing just the hottest fire, uh, look at it and say, Well Ro- Rolex let us down. But I think that this was this was I uh, I you know understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I just I feel like there should have been something. One watch yeah. and it's not that Batman. Like I I just feel like it sure. hit the mark. There should have just been one watch and then you could have done the thirty six day day, you could have done the thirty six day just. Mm-hmm. But there should have been one hot watch, as there should be at every show, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I understand like setting the foreground for the next two years and making sure that uh you you know, you kinda slow things down a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, you don't slam on the brakes. Like You think that's I, what this is? I think that I would disagree. I think that you know, we're already seeing like the stuff that was discontinued is that's already hot because you can't get it is now discontinued and it's just going to keep escalating. So, sure. and we'll talk about that. But. So, okay. So let's we'll, we'll talk about that. So number one, I think that it's, this is a conscious tapping of the brakes, Jason's opinion, slamming on the brakes. But either way, I think in the end, what this does is overall, what I think this will do is, uh, normalize I, a little bit. I think it'll hopefully normalize things, but in the in the short term right now, so let's think talk about things that you can't get new through retailers now. So there's no more oyster uh, stainless steel oyster GMTs. It doesn't exist. Right. The black dial, black bezel, original oyster ceramic um, oyster GMT, gone. Okay. Which uh, it was time for because it was the oldest. Yeah. I mean. That was the first one I think that made right. it to a, a ceramic bezel. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But um, the uh, Batman on oyster gone. And for all those people thinking, well, ha, 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 all smart Rolex, I'll just put an, uh, an Oyster bracelet on the current uh, Jubilee Batman. You can't do that. They did scale down the lugs. So it's not uh, – There are people – yeah, so we, we talked about that. There's there aftermarket companies that allow you to do ways to get so. around that, but, but it, you can't for the do most it. part, yeah, you can't just – so It's not easy. Well, you don't see Pepsis on Oysters. Yeah, I don't think it. It's been out for a year. Works. You don't. You don't see it. I don't know if there's aftermarket companies putting the less desirable bracelet on. 
the idea no, is I'm that saying, you can put a Jubilee I'm on saying steel, steel Pepsis on Jubilee, you don't see those on oysters. You don't see people swapping those bracelets. I haven't seen it. Have you? No. Nah. No. I mean, it, so it looks like that. If you want to, if you want to buy a new Batman now, you got to buy it on a Jubilee. So, what does that mean for the watches that people already have in their collection? So, Batmans, mm-hmm. uh, Oyster Batman goes up or goes down right now? Goes up, hundred percent. I think it's already gone up. It, it continues to go up. Mm-hmm. But... I I've heard dealers, uh, you know, like small time dealers, guys who are you know fighting for. Um, Fighting for inventory, who pay the last dollar, who are looking to make a few hundred dollars on a flip are paying $14,000 right now. And I think that'll go up. I, I, If I have to make a prediction in the next two weeks, you might, you're might you going to see Oyster uh, Batmans, like $18,000 on the retail side. So what people are willing to pay to get them Holy to wear them. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, is that is that watch worth $18,000? Absolutely not. No. but I mean, the market says it is. Right. But Dollars I, and I cents? in a normalized, I mean... I love the watch at twelve grand in a normalized market. Sure, um, you know, what's your time worth? You know, right. If you want the watch and you don't, you're not going to wait. Well, there's for no more it. waiting. Well, I mean, wait for the right deal. I mean, it's just the market's going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, the when the jubilees start to hit, they're gonna obviously they're going to go over retail. They're sure. gonna They're going to sell really well. People are going to run to the wait list for them. But what you're going to end up seeing probably in the first year, maybe year and a half, is the oysters outperform the new Jubilees. I think that there's a good possibility that'll happen. Obviously, we're not going to guarantee anything, so don't make your purchasing uh, your purchasing decisions based on what we say. But if I have to, if I had to bet, that's what I would do. Yeah. I put my money on the, on an oyster Batman uh, in the next year, selling for above or at least even with the new Jubilee. But we'll see what happens. I just. I think that the Oyster has more mass appeal than a Jubilee bracelet just across the board. And some people are saying that the the GMT is meant to be on the, on the Jubilee, while in the past it was on a Jubilee. The very first uh, GMTs were on an Oyster bracelet. There's no question about that. Check your history. So while it's nice, and I think it would be a good option to have both, and that would certainly calm down things. If, if, if it was me, if I wanted to, if the idea was to slow down some of the demand, right, um, I would release... The Batman, I would add it. So Batman on a on a Jubilee, add it to the to the um to the selection or the collection, not uh not replacing. Here's one thing that foolproof it does slow down, and that's the market on the uh Pepsi. Pepsi. I think so. Because this watch is much better than a Pepsi. I don't know much, but it's I would say it's better. Hands down. Color combo, okay. I, I I like it much better. Yeah. I've told you know, we've said we were disappointed. I've said I was disappointed. I think you agree right. with the color selection on the Pepsi. And, so they did. And, uh, they did improve that, though. Yeah. So, but I mean, black and blue, man. No, black and blue. So, if we're thinking about mass appeal, right? Um, I feel like the black and blue is certainly a watch that will be more popular than the Pepsi. Though the Pepsi does, it's, it brings, uh, it brings more history. Right. When you buy that watch, you're buying something that's existed before in the past. So there's a little bit of that. But yeah, I think just. If you ask just a regular guy on the street, you showed them both watches, they, I think the black and the blue is probably going to be more appealing. So, yeah, I think that the Pepsi goes down, and I think we've already noticed uh, the the Pepsi drop a bit. It's still over list. I mean, it's only a $9,200 watch, which is funny when you say right. only, because three or four years ago, we were talking, we would be talking about, like, Batmans were selling for below list. It was an eighty-five fifty retail right. or eighty-nine fifty retail. It would sell pre-owned for $7,000, which was really, really good for that market. You know, dealers would pay six to seven, uh, five to six, sell it for six to seven. Like that's, that was easy and it made sense. Now it's not the case. So, um, 
So bat, uh, oyster Batmans, we believe, going up. Uh, what about... Well, let's, okay, let's stay with the GMTs. So now another watch that's, that is uh, the all-black GMT goes up immediately. Yeah, it's already, okay. yeah. It's already gone up, um, I think. I mean, they were on their way up. People were paying 95 close to 10 Now I think that that watch goes over 10 I think it settles. If I have to guess, probably in the low teens. Yeah. It's going to be a $12,000 watch as long as the watch market is in the state, state as it is now. Um, I can't imagine it would go more, more than that if it does, uh, I guess, whatever. But... Um, all black ceramic GMTs, and then maybe you're going to see different variations. So, like, maybe the first year might be worth more. First year was stickers, so you're going to see just like what happened with the um, with the Daytonas, yeah. the all-steel Daytonas that shot up last year. Um, people are paying attention to discontinued steel Rolexes. Uh, so the two-tone yellow gold GMT, right, so the steel and yellow gold, the roll sort, is now it's been discontinued. That one will have a little bit of a bump as well. I think that watch ends up selling well, at or just below list. Yeah, I agree with you. I can considering that the uh, the only thing that it really had competition with right. was the two tone sub, which still exists. Now you're looking at uh, you know an advantage that it's been discontinued. So mm-hmm. if you were between the two, mm-hmm. now that's been discontinued, it might make it more appealing. Right, and you were talking to me out of it, you bastard. Screwed me over, Jay. Way. I hate you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I want. I was, I was actually go been, get one. Well, now it's too late, Jason. It's never too late. All right. So, uh, so yeah, two-tone yellow gold GMT uh, discontinued. Also, all yellow uh, yellow gold GMT uh, with a green dial or a black dial completely discontinued as well. I like that watch. Yeah. I mean, the green dial is fantastic. It's never been a super strong performer in terms of market price. So you should see some sort of small bump in that. uh, I mean, you're not – you are seeing – a bump on uh, on precious metal sport models, mm-hmm. but uh, so we'll see. Yellow gold is a little tough because not everybody can or wants to wear yellow gold. So it, I, I'll I'll reserve my judgment for what's going to happen with that. But uh, you know the yellow gold GMT discontinued. Um, so what do you think is going to happen? to uh the hulk which has not been discontinued nothing happened with the hulk uh you know it's still highly sought after they're still not delivering them um you know like people would want they can't meet the demand i think it goes down a little bit i don't think it's i don't think it takes a market dive so they were Um, selling it's still like one of the more sought after submariner steel pieces so uh, so they were selling about two weeks ago for about 13 13 5 i think think it stays there eh, i think it's probably like a 12 5 13 now Retail, yeah. So like, like wholesale, selling. like dealers are gonna pay like uh, like twelve, eleven, five, twelve. Probably something like that. Okay, we'll see what happens. Um, and okay, so Hulk not discontinued. We assume it'll slow down a little bit. Pepsi slows down because of the release of the new Batman, which we think is a better watch. And the the biggest winner here would be the Oyster Batman. Yes, the Oyster Batman and the all black GMT on the Oyster. Correct. All right. So if you want an oyster bracelet on a on a sport model Rolex, you got to look at a Daytona, well over list, or a Submariner, right? What am I missing? Anything else? No, it's oh, Explorer Two, which yeah. nothing happened with those either. Right. Um, and then I think the biggest uh, of the, of what they dropped, the biggest thing that had me scratching my head was that two tone forty three. Yeah, the 2043 is bizarre. I don't, I don't really have an opinion on it yet. Uh, well, other than I don't think it's – so I don't think you'll ever see that over list. Uh, I could be wrong, but I just don't see it being super appealing. I'm trying to think of who would want to buy that watch. 
I mean, I guess if you just really, it's just a guy who said, hey, man, I really love that two-tone Submariner. It's just too small for me. But I don't think there's, that's not a huge segment of the market. But if you look, I mean, the reason why they made it, I guess, is because of, uh, there was some history. We, Rolex Passion Report uh, posted on Instagram, some sort of, you know. Watch that vaguely pulls some DNA from, which. So whatever. I mean, listen, uh, it's not Rolex's job to make watches that go over retail, right? Right. That's not their job or mentality. They're making watches uh, along their path. So I assume they have a plan. If they don't, so it I would really I would say that their their job is rounding out the line to to accept as much business as possible, right? Like rounding yes. out the line to Do make a watch so? for everybody. That's my know. thing. So like, if you create a complete line, I think that's where you try and find these. That's why they go out of their way to discontinue some pieces, bring other pieces. They're trying to fit the market. That's that two tone uh, forty three just. For me, is a yeah, weird I don't know where go. it goes. It's strange. But anyways. All right. So uh, that's our assessment of Rolex. Um, if you own a uh, an Oyster Batman, you, you're making some money. If you own a, a Hulk, you've already made some money. If you own a, well, I mean, Daytonas are still black strong. Steel. Actually, I would argue that the all-black GMT is the real winner if you own one of those because you, you own most, it yeah. for, yeah, it's gone up the most from what you would have Last entered year, in. Yeah. Yeah, because you're owning that way less than you are a Batman to begin with. Right. So dollars and cents, in it, in it, that might end up going up more. And if we, if people discover different variations throughout the years that they weren't paying attention to in the past, now people are just going to start looking for those things. So maybe there was some dial writing that nobody noticed before sure. that now is, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. So we'll see what happens with those watches. All right. So Rolex took the year off we can say right whether purposely or not they kind of, kind of took the year off yeah no blockbusters nothing the nothing life-changing paddock on the other hand yeah did some cool things paddock came out with some cool okay, stuff. what's your new favorite paddock uh so i have to say i mean the 5168 khaki mm-hmm. is is got to be my favorite pick um i love that color on pretty much everything um I love that watch. I've always liked the Aquanaut more than the Nautilus sure. uh, for years and years, even before the Nautilus became unobtainium. <laughs> um, I've always liked the Aquanaut better. I wish this was steel. If it was steel, I'd be trying to get one. Uh-huh. Um, but white gold is just a little unobtainable for me at this point and wouldn't be, uh, how should we say, uh, financially responsible with myself. Um, but You've been it's, making some purchases lately. It's gorgeous. The watch is nice. I, yeah, I got to see it in person. Uh, it's the probably the only paddock that I'm like I need to put this on my wrist. Yeah, uh, but well, it's, so it's 42 millimeters, yep. which is that fits your profile there. It's it's your favorite color. Yep. Right, the OD green. Yeah. So it looks a little. Um, the photos of it look a little light. Mm-hmm. I think from the photos I saw in real world. Um, from George and everybody in in Switzerland, mm-hmm. it looks a little darker in real life. So sure I'm excited about, about that. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell. Look the at the only thing on his face, guys. The only thing that would make this <laughs> look at the, the look only at thing that would make this amazing better is if it had tropical numbers. Like if it had a little bit of a of tropical a, numbers, like a mean? slight uh, patina to the numbers, oh, like, okay. a, like a tan Faux or a khaki. Does, yeah. I'm trying to think. Has I I was thinking about that earlier. Is there a watch that Paddock makes with like a faux patina? I don't, I don't think, think they so. do that. That's I not just, something I they want, do. I want a little bit of Panerai in there. Eh, well, that's you'll never see that. Th- though this is probably the closest thing to a Panerai you can find besides, yeah, because the other like the Pilot watches are not Panerai. So there you go. This is a large dive watch, large legible dive watch. From I uh, dig it. Yeah, it's cool. and there's and, if you look at the macro shots on the dial, there's some texture to the dial. It's really pretty. It sounds like you're in love, Jay. Yeah. 
Um, forty thousand dollar retail price. What do you think this trades for? So the fifty one sixty eight now is is a very expensive watch. I think it's like double retail as well. Yeah, the, I think right out of the bat, this is a sixty thousand dollar watch. Sixty thousand? Yeah. I I think you might be aiming low there, but with at least sixty grand yeah. for sure. Um, fantastic, and I think it's gonna it might. So the fifty one sixty eight blue was what a one year release, right? So this I have to assume will probably be the same. It's just it's nice. I think that this is a nice way to mix up the lines. Uh, it this helps with you know driving a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It, it it gives attention to the brand, but like this is really an unattainable watch. If you're just a casual watch buyer, you can't get this watch. Uh, you have to be a longstanding customer with a with a paddock deal in order to get your hands on a watch like this at or near retail. Um, so. That's the best release, I think, so far of Basel in general. Yeah. It's also a watch you can't get. Um, so I'd say the other awesome release is the redo of the 5235. So 5235G came out with 2011. Right. Yeah. Barely made any of them. They had trouble making the movements. People were buying them as investments. Then all of a sudden they figured out how to make it, made a ton, and killed the market on the watch. People were buying it low. Then they discontinued it, which helped solidify the market. And now they released it in in rose gold, which I think is a prettier watch. I, I think it's so. A di completely different feeling, right? It makes sense with the dial selection. Sure. And the rose gold, I think it's handsome. Um, you know, I've always liked the watch. I think it's got a really clean dial layout. That's one of the things that's always attracted me to it. Sure. Um, but I think it it's a good pickup. It's funk. Right? Yeah. It's a little bit out of the out of the norm, you know, for them. It's an aggressive piece. It has you know uh, a lot of fantastic technology in that movement. They've obviously mastered the movement, so now they're you know they're going to be adding it. So I wonder if this will be uh, if they're going to make a full line of these. Maybe they make a platinum one. Maybe they do another white gold and a different dial. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with this in terms of the market on this watch. So I think fifty two thirty five G being discontinued right now, the market is solidified. I don't see it going up right now, but it certainly is holding on that watch. And uh, this, unlike the what the fifty five twenty four rose, mm -hmm. which kind of I mean, it's it's a paddock, so it didn't flop, but it, under paddock um, standards, it's somewhat flop. Like, people didn't really like it. I think right. this is a watch that people will like and possibly like it better than the 5235G. I think it's a it's a more wearable watch. Possibly. Like, yeah. day in, day out. Um, steel model that they came out with, uh, the 5212, the weekly calendar, which in pictures looks like uh, a watch from a different brand. Yep. Why don't you elaborate on, on your uh, opinion? No. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna be nice, but it, it at first it was a very strange looking watch, out of character for Paddock. But they've been doing these these types of watches for the last few years, um, and so it's it's a little bit more acceptable. Uh, didn't really like it first. My first impression was ugh. Uh, our buddy George Mayer though, who's in Switzerland, sent a posted a, um, a wrist shot. And I really like it on the wrist. I think it's an interesting piece. I think without a doubt, this watch will be going over the list. It's a steel, yeah. uh, it's a steel paddock. It's not a sport watch. Um, this is a steel dress watch from Paddock, which name another steel dress watch from, from Paddock. It's uh it's interesting. I don't know. It's one of those ones I'd have to see in person. Sure. Um yeah, like you were saying, it's 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 odd. So when I first saw the picture, uh, I thought of two watch brands right away that have something that looks similar to this, and both of them are under two thousand dollars. So, um, right. but I those, don't know. those I markets aren't crossing, so people are not going to pass right. on this to get that. But you're yeah. talking about. I don't know that this watch is going to go over retail, right? 
Oh, without a doubt. So it's a thirty-three thousand so list. What I'm, what I think I'm, it's a fifty thousand dollar watch. Out okay, the, so if you're if you're spending over retail, right? You're paying you know double retail. Let's call it mm-hmm. uh, for a stainless steel roll uh, paddock. Mm-hmm. You're the type of guy that's like trying to hunt down a uh, fifty-seven eleven. Right, speculator. you're not a guy that's trying to hunt down a. You might not piece. actually like the watch. The the watch. So the watch wears and I mean, not. I don't think the guy that's paying the money for that is the paddock guy. I think it's a speculator guy. Maybe so. I, don't well, I think the fact that, that it's stainless point. steel is what is really makes the difference there. And then, uh, so let's see here the fifty seventy eight G, right? The uh, the Grand Comp, the white gold. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's like, uh, I think it's gorgeous. It's I okay. like the dial. I don't really have an opinion. Um, it's it's different enough. I think it's it's a cool piece. The story behind that watch uh, is all in the case back. It's mm-hmm. all in that movement: the minute repeater, the micro rotor. And the dial is gorgeous, but it makes no substitute for when you turn the watch over. It's, it's extremely pretty. Yeah. Um, so the there's 55, a couple other twenty p. Yeah. Watch that Jason is in love with. It's, that's questionable. <laughs> um, I think there are some questionable choices here. I think the the complication. You know, there's a lot to be said for that. I don't agree with. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like the all the pushers. I think the watch is, uh, for lack of a better term, ugly. Yeah. Um, there's the, billboards. People thought about that as soon as they released this case. It, people yeah, have been saying. Yeah, I mean, that. but so the thing is, like, there's billboards on the pushers, like the the actual like the bell for you know they tell you what the pusher is on the side. It's just it's weird. It's it's overbearing. Yeah, I don't I don't care. It's for also watch. very expensive. Yeah, it's, it's very expensive. Twenty six thousand dollar retail. Uh, this I think this might be an application piece as well. I'm not sure. I will have to ask George when he gets back. All right, so that's kind of the rundown. Oh, sorry, no, it's not. Uh, the the last one that we want to talk about, the one that I like probably the best, because uh, I like the Aquanaut, but so the 5170G is now mm-hmm. no longer around. They got a 5172. Right. Uh, white gold chronograph, and so basically they took the 5960 pushers and put it on the 50, uh, 5170. Right. I think it's fantastic. Watch is cool. I think it's beautiful. Blue dial, white gold. Um, price point seventy three thousand dollars, which I guess is in line with with you know a white gold chronograph from from Paddock. Um, I think at first this might go up over retail. I think it depends on availability on this watch, whether or not it's going to go up or down. Um, but this could be a sleeper. This could be a watch that out the gate goes a little over, ends up coming down, and then and then once they discontinue it, like two years, twenty four months from now, then it ends up being like a hundred thousand dollar watch or something. Did you see that uh, the full diamond out twenty four? Paddock 24? Gold. Yeah, the new 24. That's I, the, if I did, I blocked it out of my memory. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, oh, with the, the, new, the new automatic? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's That's a it's, bust down. Yeah. Paddock said, thank you, all you rappers out there, for making us more famous. Here's a watch for you. Because, by the way, I can see, like... <laughs> I can see... You see uh, a guy wearing that? Oh, yeah, without a doubt I can. Um, What's what's the rapper? Local rapper here? Lil Uzi? Lil Uzi Vert. Should be wearing this watch, by the way, because this is now clearly a unisex watch. 36 millimeter, why not? Bust down paddock. Factor. There we go. No baguettes. So this is just mostly pave. So, but for those of you that, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys are following this, but there's, what was it, uh, like 12 releases? Yep. I think. Maybe even more than that. It's like 15. I don't know. It's it's crazy. Considering what uh, the lack of noise that was made by pretty much every other brand. Mm-hmm. Paddock released, you know, like 
15 SKUs, it's, it's yeah. unheard of. Well, I mean, so it's, it's completely nuts. new models and then did some really hot. So what people kind of wanted from Rolex is what Paddock gave us, I think, or something close. But all, overall, so far, Basel World has been pretty slow. I mean, we're still waiting to hear from Omega. Maybe they forgot it was this week. Um, They're going to do If their... I have to make a guess, uh, let me think here. Hold on. Let me think. Speedmaster. Hold on one second. Well, you saw the all gold Speedmaster. Seamaster. Uh, some sort of Aquaterra that may not be that popular. There you go. Yes, I did see the re-edition. That was pretty cool. I mean, it's a nice watch, but it's... it's stupid expensive. Yeah. But... And, and, like, I think, like, if nothing else, it just makes the uh, the original version more popular. Um, all right. So, uh, honorable mentions. So, uh, overall, nothing life-changing from Rolex. Uh, GMT, steel GMTs going up in value. Uh, discontinued ones. And then everything else just kind of staying the same. Sure. Um, paddock. Still Paddock. Nothing crazy to report in terms of value. If you have any of these watches, so I think a 5168 uh, blue might go up in value. If you have one of those, it, right. it might hold on to it for another year or so. It might go up. Um, but, you know, okay, 5726 now is a blue dial. I don't think that – that just makes that watch more popular. I don't think it, it does any too much to uh, to change the market that's been just trending up in steel Nautiluses, right? So honorable mentions, watches that uh, you can certainly order and get pretty I've got quickly. Two. What do you got? So my my two, I guess, favorite uh, honorable mentions or, or you know, afterthought brands mm-hmm. are the uh, you go, you know I love the Octo Finissimo. Yes, you do. Uh, that came out in a chronograph, which is officially the thinnest chronograph. Everybody's been asking for that, Jason. The watch is awesome, though. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's awesome. I don't know. Uh, there was a limited edition one released, and then there was the the general release. I think both watches are special. Um, if and you then, are really into thin watches. Either get a Piaget or a Bulgari, it seems like. I mean, the Bulgari is fantastic. So just because you don't like it doesn't mean. Uh, I don't not like the, it. I just don't have an opinion to really care about it. The other uh, piece that I'm actually like uh, surprised surprised me. I'm I'm excited to see it is the new uh, the new tag, the uh, Octavia, with the new uh, ceramic cap or sapphire cap bezels, and texture dials. That the watch is actually pretty clean. Yeah, and it comes in a couple new different tag. flavors. Yeah. Uh, I wish the green one came in something other than bronze, but I'll take what I can get, I yeah, guess. Those are cool. What's um, the retail price on those tags? Uh, I think they're like four-ish. Yeah, so something different, uh, you know, an entry-level watch from this an entry-level is, brand. This is a fantastic release to compete with, like, the likes of Oris right. and, you know, sub-$2,000 brands that are killing it right now for a tag to get back at uh, Tudor and Oris mm-hmm. and, you know, combat the Longines and those, like, sub-$2,000 watches. What's well, it? I think this is a great, you know, it's a Salita movement, which is n- questionable choice, but I guess they're trying to keep the price point down. But overall, I mean, it's a cool looking watch for not a lot of money. So Tag, uh, it's a Tag Heuer 50 Fathoms now, right? Yeah, something like that. Which, I, I, listen, I like it. I think the styling is good. I like to see it on the wrist. It's definitely like kind of like a little beater watch you can keep in your, in your collection, or yeah. it's a good way to, to get you into watches. Um, nice watch. You give it two years and you'll be able to buy one. You How know, do you feel about Tudor's releases, Jay? Uh... I am very mad that I didn't get a green Pelagos uh, mm. or any new Pelagos. Yeah. Um, or a new Tudor Sub. Yeah, no Tudor Sub. What we all thought the Tudor Sub was is now this something called a Black Bay P01. I think you mean POS. Uh, it, says, it, it says one here. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it questionable release. I mean, I know it, it harkens back to like a direct release of the, you know, the pre-production type pieces. Um, Some sort of prototype. Yeah, it's it's... 
weird, um, to say the least. It reminds so Seiko me. Seiko makes a watch just like yeah, this, right? So, for like 350 bucks. Yeah, it's it's a uh, Seiko slash uh, Jar Perigo like Hawk. It's a Seahawk. Yeah, it's a four o'clock crown Seiko SKX case. Um, it's just completely more expensive. I don't know. It's a weird watch. It's got these uh, going these lugs. The lugs dude? So the lugs lift up, which locks out the bezel from rotating. Um, but what that does is with. it means that you can't like when you go to change the strap on that watch to make it look appealing, all that stuff stays on the watch. The strap changes at the bottom of the lug, so it's not like you can take those lugs off. They're integral to the case. Right. So um, I don't know. I've I haven't seen a lot. It's gonna of, be fun to clean skin gunk out yeah, of those. I haven't seen a lot of support for this watch. A lot mm. of people are, are hating on it. I think it's to be fair. Well, it's I ugly. think it's a watch. Yeah, it's ugly. To, I think it's a watch. Ugly watches do sell though. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think it's a watch that's fun to hate on because it is ugly. Mm -hmm. But once it's in the case and you're getting, you know, people are, are warming up to it and put it on the wrist, I feel like it might be better on the wrist. So I'm I'm not too hopeful, but who yeah, Let's knows? reserve our judgment because, like, we kind of like Tudor. We'd I hate like Tudor. We hate to start hating Tudor because of something like this. I was, I mean, so the Pelagos has been out for a while. I think it needed a refresh. Maybe next year we'll get one. Sure. I'm really surprised with all the trolling they were doing with everybody with the Submariner <laughs> that they didn't do one. Um, same with same thing with uh, Rolex. They were trolling everybody with the Milgauss oh, yeah. drops, and nothing came of that. So maybe next year. I know that's the anniversary year. Yep. Um, it's one of the anniversary years. I feel like every year is an anniversary year for something yeah, now. Let's see. All right. I think uh, Seiko killed it. So, yeah, Grand Seiko is interesting. So, I think not even Grand, just oh, Seiko, Seiko in general. Like, there were tons of regular Seiko drops. There were tons of Grand Seiko drops. Sure. I think as, as you know, I, they're technically two different companies now. Uh -huh. But as a whole, sure. I think they, they may have had, like, the most successful Basel. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, Tim just did a live show about them. And I think that what they're doing with Grand Seiko, they're trying to go a little bit more upmarket. Uh, I mean, they have $10,000, you know, uh, yeah, time and date watches, which we'll see what happens um, with those. But you know, I think that they're trying to compete with the Breitlings. I think that's where they're trying to get to. Like they're I, trying to get. I mean, I don't know that there's any real competition there. Like Seiko and the Grand Seikos, in my opinion, are a far superior piece. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I think that they're trying to get you competition in terms of market share. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, it's, you know it's going to take a while for Grand Seiko to have luxury wash cachet because it still says Seiko and people for the last however many years 30 years have thought Seiko as being like a low-end watch it's been a sturdy good but low-end watch so it's it's going to be tough for people I mean I know people have already gotten on the board yeah you know buying you know um uh, uh what's their their high end uh horology it's called uh I forgot the name of it I just just blanked on it what do you look real like? real expensive ones with the platinum and the uh the Ichis and things like that okay, so yeah, yeah. So you can spend fifty thousand dollars on a on a white gold or platinum Grand Seiko with a hand finished movement, but you know you got to be a like a serious collector. It's not broad, broad mass appeal. But I think in the next five years or so, things will change for them. Um, the last one we want to mention is something that they probably should have made an entire line out of. Yeah, yeah. Breitling quietly released a redo re-edition of the of the eight oh six, which is fantastic, beautiful it's watch. Probably like. The nicest Breitling that ever existed is the original one. Yeah. Well, top time in this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, this is this is what the direction of Breitling, like in, in its entirety, should be remakes of vintage yeah. pieces. I mean, so it's uh, a remake of the 1959 uh, 806. They only made 1959 pieces, which sounds like a lot of watches, but for Breitling, that's a super limited edition. 
Um, I think it'll do well. I think it'll probably hold value a little bit better than than um, the uh, regular. My only, my only thing with yeah, I mean, my only thing with the reissue is that uh, the, I guess the price, but I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see them in, in the real market. Uh, you know, go for less than that, but you can act, you can go get the original one. Yeah, for have less. a nice piece. You know, for, what, for a much grand, less. Probably, yeah, right? yeah, four like or five, five grand. six grand. Um, but it's nice. Either yeah. way, I think this is the direction that the brain needs to go in. But there's certainly a, a subsector of people that love the look of that, but don't want to worry about a vintage watch. They want something with an in-house movement. They want something with a warranty, which makes sense. It's a cool piece. Um, this is what I would have liked to seen. Like all of the eights, the Navitimer eights should have never happened. This should have been the, the natural course 100%. of of Brightline. Agreed. But, all right. Anything else from Basel? So we're just waiting for Omega. Come on, guys. Come on. I think they they uh, they sent it over, but the messenger got lost or something. I don't know. It's a great um, joke there. So yeah. uh, all right. So uh, that's kind of our. I was very upset, or I would say disappointed, yeah. that I woke up this morning and there wasn't like a, a sneak attack of some drops from Rolex. Yeah, I just I thought for sure uh, with what we got out of out of a couple brands, sure that I was oh, going to wake up this morning and see a new like bracelet. two hot watches, but then almost release a new bracelet. Yeah, nobody cares about that. Cool. That's okay. That reissue of a stretchy of your grand, great grandfather's stretchy bracelet, dude. You know, it's some, it's my really, great grandfather probably liked that yeah. one. All right. Um, nothing dropped while we've been on the show, so we're going to go ahead and close it down. So if you remember to, please subscribe. Please follow us on, on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can text us. Our phone numbers are on the screen. You can throw them up again. There they there are. There you go. Call or text us. You can email us too. If we don't reply, that means that we read your email. We may, Maybe we like that email. Too long didn't read. Too long. Maybe it didn't warrant a response. Uh, that's fine as well. Um, check us out. What on? Uh, well, Jason's on Grinder. <laughs> <I'm... laughs> okay, let's just we're done here. Let's All right, cut. guys. Thanks for.